Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Live from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. They've made a conscious decision to spend um, $3.5 trillion and more by themselves without any kind of bipartisan consultation or attempt at consensus. So I think it's only appropriate that they be the ones to be held politically accountable. Yes, yeah, Senator John Cornyn and the Republicans pretty much just staying out of the way right now. And so is President Joe Biden. He's keeping as low of a profile as you can keep. Of course, the most visible has been Joe Manchin over the past day as he came out and said, look, I've been very clear, never been a liberal. I'm willing to do one and a half trillion through reconciliation. That's it. And then you got Kirsten Cinema, who's also holding the line, but she's taking the quiet approach as well. We don't know what her terms and conditions may be. Then you have AOC, who laughed at Manchin's $1.5 trillion. She said, what, for next year only? Which kind of gives you an idea of where the squad and the super progressives are. And so we sit with a continuing resolution, avoiding the partial government shutdown that passed yesterday. Nothing else. Nothing else in this huge week legislatively in Congress that's taken place. And, hey, the one thing we can celebrate is we're still not socialist yet. Still not say it could happen, but we're still not socialist yet. Somebody who certainly doesn't want to see that happen, Grover Norquist, the president of Americans for Tax Reform, at Grover Norquist on Twitter. So, Grover, what do you think? Are we going to be socialists at the end of this weekend? Uh, no. Here's the good news. The American people are not excited about this massive spending uh, bill, whether it's three and a half trillion or five trillion which is what it is if, if it didn't sunset um it's really an effort to increase spending by five trillion over the next decade uh, hoping to get people dependent on welfare and then they'll vote to continue uh the new welfare programs uh and the fact that the president had to come out and say that this is actually all free it costs nothing tells you how little he thinks the american people like his program if you're trying to tell somebody it's a really great car it's free, you'd wonder if it was really great, there'd be a price on it, and we'd be pleased to pay it. Uh, but what you're telling me is you don't think, if I understood what your product was, I'd be willing to pay a single penny for it. That's The president really thinks that what he's offering the American people is something they don't want, and he's right. What he's doing is paying off certain parts of the modern Democratic Party, the labor unions, and so they're doing things that the labor unions want that are not necessarily products that any particular person wants to be paying for themselves. Yeah, I think that was a really interesting evaluation of what's going on. And it also shows, I think, the lack of a compass. I would say a moral compass, and I do think there's morality attached to this, because ultimately to sell this country out from the principles it was founded on is is morality. But when you take a look at Democrats generally, that Joe Biden is willing to sell this country down the river to appease, you know, politicos, to appease a political constituency, that Nancy Pelosi would do the same. 
And Grover, you know, to that end, we had heard, and I heard this from a number of people who, you know, like, ooh, Trump tweets. We can't do that guy because I can't handle the tweets. And, and Biden's not really that bad. I think what they're realizing is how thin the real protection is between us and radical transformation of this country under which we may never recover from. Well, there was a fiction that if you didn't like the guy with the orange hair, you could safely vote for some moderate Democratic Party. Um, and Biden, uh, who was literally kept in a basement during COVID and not allowed to talk out loud or tell people what his plans were, he never wrote down his tax plan. Um, he hinted at them, uh, and a left-wing tax group then uh, would would uh, translate for you uh, that, oh, we'll never raise, all you were told is never raise taxes on anybody who are less than 400000 For most Americans, they go, that's not me. I guess you're not raising taxes, and then they stop listening. Uh, however, what Biden did plan to do from the beginning uh, was to raise the corporate income tax. Corporations don't pay taxes. Corporations collect money from consumers when they sell them products uh, and they give that money to the government and when you give the money that a company has to the government what you don't do is pay workers so about 70 percent of corporate taxes uh, are actually paid directly by workers in lower wages we saw this when the republicans cut the corporate tax from 35 to 21 in 2019 alone that one year the median income for a family of four went up four thousand four hundred dollars 6.8%. Why? Because they cut the corporate income tax. Companies invested in more capital, more investment per person, per worker. They were more productive. They got paid more. That was a permanent wage increase there. Uh, And that was very, very powerful. And to raise the corporate tax is to reduce what people can get paid. We can either compete with the Chinese and the Europeans by having the smallest government and the lowest energy prices and the highest wages. Or we can have very high energy prices, which is what Biden wants, high government costs, taxes and regulations, which is what Biden wants, and then compete by having low wages. That's what we're going to compete with the rest of the world. Biden wants the government to be fully funded and the taxes and the regulations to be fully funded and the workers to take pay cuts in order to become competitive with China and Europe. The Republican position is we want high wages and low costs of government, low taxes, low regulations, low cost of energy, so that money is available to pay workers. Well, to your point, it's my hope that people take a look in real time at what's going on. There is a lot of cautiousness, even among people who don't necessarily have a high level of economic understanding, and, and maybe can take a step back and go, you know what, before the pandemic hit, things really were good, and things really were going well, and those policies they made sense. And so to do something that's the opposite of that, maybe that's that's not the best path forward. And that is certainly what I, I hope for at this point, and that this is an inflection point in American history where people realize, hey, I can't vote for, for Uncle Joe and, and everything's just going to be okay because it's always overhyped that you know, if the other party takes over, things are, are going to go crazy. Uh, you know, the ship is sailed on that. Now, coming into this week, I thought the most likely outcome, and I still do actually at, at some point, would be that, you have the bipartisan deal that passed in the Senate coming to a vote in the House and probably passing and nothing else really getting accomplished. Um, what do you think? I mean, how is this thing going to go at this point? Well, there are 50 to 90, quote unquote, progressives within the Democratic Party. So um, 
I think there are 90 who say they are and 50 who say they're going to vote against this bill because it's not sufficiently left wing and because they fear that if uh, the Republicans and a handful, you know, one or two Democrats in the Senate are happy with the one bill that has some roads in it, uh, the quote unquote infrastructure bill, that then they won't get the second three and a half to five trillion dollar massive spending plan on all sorts of left wing nonsense. Um, then, uh, it, it, so the left is saying we're going to vote no. And that's what start, that's why the vote didn't happen on Monday. It's why the vote didn't happen on Thursday. The Democrats cannot put together a majority to pass the bipartisan bill. Um, which some Republicans are still willing to vote for. A lot would have voted for it, but since the Democrats have said we're completely tying this to the three and a half or five trillion dollar thing, nobody wants to provide a life raft for the big spending bill. So until they're disentangled, Republicans are unlikely to vote for it uh, in any meaningful numbers. That twelve guys may vote for it that have personal deals, um, but the Democrats. The progressive wing of the Democratic Party, which is half the Democratic Party, is completely lunatic. Um, they say we're not voting for the somewhat reasonable bill that deals with some roads, because uh, they hate roads. Uh, we want the $3.5 billion that's not roads and isn't bridges and isn't highways. Uh, so it's the Democrats right now that can't pass a bill through the House and they can't pass a bill through the Senate, even though they have majorities. So right now they're just arguing with themselves. Well, Grover, appreciate the shared intellect and best wishes to all of us. May we not be socialists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Social, yes. Social diseases, no. And socialism, no. Amen. All right. Grover Norquist, president of Americans for Tax Reform at Grover Norquist on Twitter. All right. We'll be back with Natalie and the trending story next right here on The Brian Mudd Show. He's Radio 610 WIOD.